Hey Coconuts, welcome back to Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. For our first story, we talk a little bit about Alibaba's rumor that we needed to address, a bit on what happened in the week in the US, and then we start off with Microsoft earnings, Apple earnings, and lastly, a little bit of macro on the risk of stagflation this week. Stay tuned. Hey Coconuts, welcome back to Weekly Market Updates with me, Rakesh. Anthony. And no Jefferson. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? I, I think this time he's on a flight. No, oh, is not, it flight? I was going to say he's going to be on a cruise again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no he, he needs to change his mode of transport sometime. Yes, yes. Actually, we, we are going to be losing Jefferson for a couple of weeks. So this week will just be me and Anthony. And next week, we'll see. Lah. Maybe we'll get Reggie on if we have no choice. But uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess if we really have no choice, <laughs> yeah, just just kidding, just kidding, of course. Um, but yeah, so for this week, right, growing down into it, we have a bit of news topics in the US, touching on a few things there. A bit of this Alibaba rumor that came out right today when we were recording on Tuesday. Quite uh, important to talk about that one. Then we'll talk a little bit about Microsoft and its earnings call. Apple and its earnings call. We are in earnings call season, guys, so this is good. Finally got great content to bring you guys. All right. <laughs> well, more numbers, less, you know, macro, I guess. Yes. Well, that said, we're going to end Will off a little bit macro? of... Yes. <laughs> we're going to end off a little bit of macro on what is stagflation, right? <laughs> and and a little bit on, on the Fed mm. meeting that we're going to have this week. Okay, so I think to kick things off, Anthony... What happened with Alibaba? Tell us about Let's this rumor. something light. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a joke, right? But then again, you know, I feel like the markets are, are just jokes recently. So right. uh, this is, we are recording today, 3rd of May. Salamat Hari Raya, guys, um, for, for yes, those to celebrate. Right? And so, so there, there came a piece of news out of China because even though it's a public holiday there as well, apparently people are working um, or the rumor mill is working so there came a rumor out of China that they, they arrested a person called Mr. Ma and mm. well that sounds exactly like Jack Ma Uncle Jack right? the, Uncle the Jack yeah. so <laughs> yes so everybody thought they just thought it was him and you know I think it, it opened Alibaba's share price but I checked dropped like 9.5% and that scenario wow. lasted for like the morning and wow. and they, they clarified later oh no wait sorry it's, it's a different Mr. Ma so it's not Jack Ma who's been arrested it's somebody else and, and well that you know Alibaba's share price recovered so to like be down <laughs> a, a more sane like 1% instead of 9.5% it's, it's insane right this market is mad some some weird rumour and you know it, it just marks off as frenzy I think that's a yeah. very good warning for, for everyone to make sure that, you know, we're not speculating here. We are investing. Um, and and <laughs> small things like this, just check your sources. Hopefully you haven't sold if you heard that yeah. rumor. If you have yeah. sold. And if you did sell, I just want to know, why wasn't it Ponima, which is like 10 cents founder? Right? Why, why must it be Jack? Mm. <laughs> you never know, right? So, so yeah, you know, I think you know, the markets are quick to react nowadays. Um, let's just be a bit more careful and a bit more circumspect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Great learnings right at the start of the episode. Love it, love it. <laughs> it's, it's always learnings, man. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the US market, right? A bit of news this week. Amazon, I think mm-hmm. we all know, is doing a 24-1 stock split. They have put out a date called for June 6th. So if you are an investor in Amazon, like our friend Anthony over here, he will earn 20 times his stocks. Of course, the price will remain the same. Yes, in I will get... You were saying you will we'll get see, what? Right, there, there might be more. Uh, instead of like 
two, I will have like four E. So oh, hooray, hey, number goes up. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Total value should stay the same by right, right? When you look at just the pure theoretical numbers, but right, of right. course the market will take it a bit differently. Yes. All right. Yeah, and, and I guess you know the, the market I think part of it might just be that, oh yeah, it's easier to play options on Amazon now, right? So instead of mm. what? Thirty thousand USD, a uh, one option contract. It's fifteen or thousand five, and that's so much cheaper for, for you to play options if you really want to. It's also easier to get into the the market with with Amazon, right? Especially if you're doing a twenty to one. So you're not paying three grand or something yeah, exactly. like that so, for for a stock. Yeah, maybe increased liquidity helps the, the share price. Hooray! Mm. I don't know. Right? Yeah. True. It did help with Tesla, right? <laughs> People started buying like crazy again. <laughs> I, I, I thought we managed to avoid Tesla this week. No, no, we aren't going to. And that's the next story that Aww. came up, right? Okay, so Musk okay. sold more than $8 yep. billion dollars in Tesla shares to help cover some of his costs of $44 billion, uh, for the acquisition of Twitter. Right, And of course, wow. because of that, okay, Tesla, yeah. Tesla stocks dropped. Yeah, I, I mean, te- must sell shares for, for all sorts of reasons, right? Last year it was for tax. This year it's mm-hmm. to fund his acquisition. Before that, it was for, to fund his lifestyle, even though he's homeless. I mean, uh, whatever, <laughs> take him a pinch of salt. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so he, he's homeless? He will stop selling. Yeah, he's homeless. He claims he's homeless. He doesn't own a property. He like couch surfs with like friends who owns mansions. But yeah. Wow, what a life. <laughs> what a life, man. Or, or he sleeps on the factory floor on, on Tesla, you know, because that's just how dedicated he is to, Absolutely. to like, various roles. Absolutely. Well, now it could be SpaceX, now it could be uh, Twitter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, next time he'll split, he'll sleep in a rocket or, or he'll yeah. sleep in a tunnel, eh? <laughs> whatever, right? Oh my God. Cool. Okay, we can stay there all day, but let's move on. All right, so our first topic today. Yes. Um, <laughs> Microsoft semi serious, <laughs> yeah, semi serious. Microsoft earnings, right? Um, Anthony, tell us a bit more. Right, I um, love Microsoft, right? Big position <laughs> in Microsoft, so so mm. that that up front. But I think yeah, as you know, we we are you know in in the full swing of earnings seasons now, and they did it well, surprisingly well actually. So just just some numbers, you know, revenue growth was eighteen percent year on year, which is mm, well great, but not fantastic. I think what really captured the headlines was. Their growth in cloud or, or their cloud segment, which is Azure plus random other stuff, then mm. that grew 46 or 49% a year, depending on which figure you want to look at. And that's you know, fantastic wow. growth, right? That's really like your, your typical wow. growth stock um, type, type rate of growth. And, and other mm. than that, you know, even there are more boring business lines like your, your productivity, which is Office, or your personal computing, which is Xbox and, and Surface. They all grew by like, you know, double digit percentages. And then these were all in excess of analyst expectations. So hooray, you know, Microsoft are doing better than what people thought they would be. But my, I mean, no, that, that's numbers, right? What, what I really wanted to actually really talk about was this line by, by Satya in his earnings call. And he said, oh, you know, yeah, we're, we're tech, but... Really, tech is, is a deflationary force in an inflationary economy. So it's like, mm. yeah, no, there, there's inflation and all that, but tech is deflationary, which kind of echoes Katie Wood, actually, if we want to go on that line. So, so yeah, I just wanted to, to get some thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you explain to us what you mean by what he meant by deflationary force? Yeah, I mean... I think what he is trying to say is, look, you know, if you shift from on-prem to cloud, 
as part of your cloud transformation, that's going to help you save some costs. So so that's deflationary in, in that sense. Mm. It will also help you improve your productivity and make things more efficient and all that jazz, which again, you know, decreases your costs because then you need less labor and, and labor costs in the US are increasing. So that's what will help. And if you help your enterprise companies save costs, then, you know, by right, the final price to consumers also gets lower and, and things like that. That's why it's deflation. Right. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's the way that, that I looked at it uh, with regard to that quote. Also, I say this in my sales pitch every time, so I'm completely biased. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. We, we all it's think like, it's great, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my software sales, I'm like, you know, instead of hiring five people, just get my software. And guess what? I'm going to increase your efficiency, increase your output, and you don't have to worry about hiring a new person and so on and so forth. So Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> who, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> yes, yes. And then the, the counter argument is, yeah, but it's so cheap to hire someone. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, yes, but you know, then you need to onboard them, they leave. Hire, people are just hassle, right? Machines mm. are, are so much more controllable. <laughs> Love it. Yes, but Love okay, it. We're, we're not talking about sessions here, right? Um, no, of course not. Microsoft and cloud. But but yeah, I think that that's almost exactly the sales pitch, right? You you don't need as many people to go and maintain servers. You know, you, you kind of shift everything online. And if you run into trouble, we, we have the people to help you, you know, navigate those troubles. So that's great. You, you save costs. And, and I guess that's the pitch. That's almost exactly the pitch that Microsoft would have. And you mentioned that cloud is actually growing 46%. That's insane. Is that Azure? Wow. Yes, Azure and like Azure related. So it's fantastic. And I think AWS grew like 39% as well. And that's the next big thing we want to talk about, right? Like I think we have mentioned before cloud is a secular growth story. That mm. all this whole transition to cloud is, is a growth story. And I think it's continuing. Companies are getting worried about the future of that. Yes, but you know, I think we can see from results of Amazon, Microsoft, Google, this whole secular trend still has some legs to run. Right, which is great if you own cloud stocks. <laughs> Absolutely, wow! And I mean, it, AWS started off as just a hosting and so on and so forth, right? And now, yep. even if you look at Microsoft, for example, this office Azure, but you know they've got Dynamics on top of that. They've got all their different ERPs yep. and, and softwares and stuffing like this. Um, yes. Is this an ever-growing growth story that you think you know would either plateau at some point, but as of now, it is going to continue increasing because there's more services to sell on this? I think you can see that evolution in, in cloud computing, right? So it mm. started right at the very beginning with AWS. It's really it was really infrastructure as a service. Essentially all AWS this was to provide you with, you know, um data data centers and, and infrastructure so that you could host your, your servers instead of you needing a physical server in your office. Mm. Right. So so that was yep. the, the very first gen IAS. Um then you know, people have started moving on onto platform as a service. So it's not only providing you that infrastructure, it's also you know, adding on services to it. So as you mentioned, Dynamics you know, for Azure, they also have Azure Sentinel for security. And it's essentially layering on services to the other data that they help you host, right? So they can keep it secure. They can you know, do, do endpoint detection. It's mm. net retention, right? You are just upselling the customer more and more services, which is where I think the battle is being fought now. But for Azure and, and for Google, Google's so far behind, but yeah, for Azure Amazon. and for Amazon, yeah. right? And I think the difference, if we do want to get down the details of cloud, is that, well, Microsoft tries to do everything alone. 
mm. AWS is very good at bringing on other vendors and, and third party to try to bring them onto AWS. So you have your third party service providers, right? like CloudStrike. CloudStrike is big in cloud security. You know, mm. you have Snowflake, which is more like AI, ML, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning for your data on the cloud and all. Or you have Amplitude, right? <laughs> which can kind of work on the cloud stack as well. So people are building out the cloud stack in different ways, which is where mm. I think, you know, this is where all the valuation is coming from, right? People Absolutely. see the cloud growth story continuing. You either bet on Microsoft, which is kind of like trying to bring everything together in-house, or, or you bet on well, everybody else, like, you know, where you can have best of breed vendors for, for each different class and companies pick and choose. In which case, it gets very expensive. So <laughs> I don't know if it's really deflationary <laughs> if we are going to link it right back to the very top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think where I can see where Satya said that, right? Yep. Saying as though it's his first name, like I know him. I don't know him, right? <laughs> so yes, uh, Satya Nadella, when he, when he does all that, um, I can see where it's coming from. I think it's then up to, you know, the companies and so on and so forth to make sure that it all fits and, and fits within their margins and all of them. Mm. Wow, interesting. So you see Microsoft as a really good growth sector, I mean, this cloud side growth sector in 2022 then, linking it all back for our coconuts out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if we were a Microsoft investor, you'd be very pleased, right? It's kind of like this nice conglomerate where you have a quasi-monopoly or, or a very defensible mode in like your Office 365. You know, you have a bit of hardware, you have LinkedIn, which is a bit odd. You have a gaming division, right, which you know, yeah. just acquired Activision or are trying to acquire Activision. So it's become like a conglomerate, right? And in this conglomerate, you have a part, which is, it's I think, its second largest segment that's just growing rapidly. So that's fantastic. And if you look across, you know, mega tech, mega cap tech, there isn't really an equivalent, right? Mm. Amazon kind of has the same. They have AWS, they have e-com, but, you know, with macro uncertainty and all that, e-commerce is, is really slowing a bit. Right, Apple has you know obviously their hardware and and a growing services division, so probably that as well, right? So that's and Google has like well, search and very little else. To my knowledge, I'm sure they have something, but you know probably not growing as fast. So so Microsoft is, is a nice conglomerate to hold, I think, right? Yep. And with the market weakness, might be good to accumulate a bit more. Nice, cool, interesting to note that. Coconuts out there, I think yeah. I mean personally as well, I think this is a, a good angle. The only thing that for me I, w- I would worry about or think through is that they're trying to do it all in one, right? They're an ecosystem and everything is inside. Yeah. I think like like you brought up with Amazon, you've got all these integrations and, and so on and so forth. They can run on, on XXX, which gives companies more options yeah. as well if they don't own want both. to go through their Microsoft. Just own, own both. <laughs> yeah, this one is not own Netflix both. and Disney Plus. Eh? It's not a bit different. <laughs> if the reality is, you know, we think that cloud transition is, is a thing and it's going to win out or over non-transition, then mm. you can buy all the cloud providers, right? I think there's a cloud True. ETF literally called cloud. Yeah, yeah oh, CL, wow. CLUD or CLD or something like that. You know, and, and you are betting on a transition and you don't necessarily need to bet on the winners within a transition, right? Okay. So yeah, you could own both or you could own all three, including all Google, three. or you can buy like, you know, digital ocean or, or small cloud providers. If the trend is right, you know, just write it. Yeah, fair enough. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for that, Anthony. Let's move on to our next story. Again, we're making good, good time. I think we know why. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> it's just macro, man. It's, it's just... <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Jumping on to Apple's earnings call, right? They had an earnings call these past few days. Uh, Apple has had a 
123 billion in revenue. It popped 11%. That's amazing. I believe it's their highest quarter revenue ever, right? Um, that is saying something right, for a company at, at Apple size. Mm. They've outperformed at every single product line with the exception of iPads, mm. right? Compared to analysts. So that was so compared to estimated, which was amazing, right? Mac saw an increase of 14%. I just want to point that out. And services, right? We just spoke about it. Services is the highest growing right now at 17.3% increase year on year. Um, oh, so, so that was... So it's not even like 30, 40%. Come on. No, it's not. That's 17%. Back up. <laughs> It's 19.8 billion that they came through, in all fairness. Estimate was at 19.7. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's not 30, 40%. Yeah, I'm sure Azure is bigger, actually. Of course, I'm sure Azure is bigger because it's just the services revenue. But yes, the gross margin yes. is now sitting very pretty at 43.7%, which is oh, pretty decent. Wow. Which that, is pretty really, decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For a predominantly hardware, yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I think that was that was really good, right? All of those things which allowed Apple to actually pop in terms of stock price and all that because of its uh, earnings call. Cook also says, right? And this is where I think I want to point out, I'm reading some articles that says, Cook says supply chain is improving and these are getting better year on year, a month on month, et cetera, et cetera. However, one thing I want to point out is that for Apple CFO, Luca Maestri, I think that's how you say mm -hmm. his name, said there's going to be challenges in the current quarter, right? Which means Q2. Okay. including supply sales constraints. And his <laughs> estimated um, dollar value of how much it could hurt Apple is $8 billion in revenue. Okay. Right? So for me, that's a bit of the question that's mark. Right? 5%? Yeah. Mm, somewhere around there. We then yeah. saw shares falling right, 4% after this statement mm. came out, which was post-trading, so extended trading hours. But what, what are your thoughts here, Anthony, right? So Cook, we have Cook saying that, you know, supply chain is improving. Maybe it was worse than before. But then we have the CFO coming back and say, hey, you know what? There are other challenges involved, probably with semiconductors, of course, with supply chain coming in from China with the lockdowns and all those things. How do we sort of dissect this? Well, I mean, it isn't necessary that, that both of them are wrong, right? You could kind of read it very charitably and, and say that, you know, Cook is really focusing on the big picture and, and saying that, oh, yeah, you know, we, we expected really, really bad conditions in, in Q1 and Q2 and Q3 and to improve only later on in the year. But that initial prediction is now changed and we are slightly more optimistic, you know, but that being said, it was bad in April. Right. And it will be slightly less bad in May and, and that will impact us by $8 billion for the current quarter. So I don't think it's necessarily contradicting each other. They, they could just be talking in different contexts, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, you know, the fear is, of course, that, well, with an $8 billion hit to revenue, then you kind of given up all your growth from last year, right? So, so and, and that's maybe why after hours it fell just because the outlook isn't great. But if you're long-term and you think that, oh yeah, you know, Cook is probably right in the long-term, then you don't care as much, I, I guess, for the short-term headwind, right? You And as a business, you know, they're still good business, they're still growing business, they still have a, you know, services pie that is growing larger and larger, why not? So, so yeah. I, I think that that's probably the way I would think about it. No, I think that's a fair way to look at it. Also with Q1, the amount of lockdowns that happened in China, so on and so forth. So maybe could be coming in from that angle, yes. right? And hopefully, yep. I think I understand Shanghai is still under lockdown now, together with a few other cities. But hopefully that will subside and yes. supply chain will improve, right? Because Shanghai, I believe, is the busiest port in the world. Did you know that? Yes, that's right. 
It is, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm biased, right? So I think Apple is going to increase and hopefully mm. hit the 200 mark. I really see it that way because of the services by increasing, Mac is increasing as well. And I think they're doing quite well with the hardware. Again, bias, completely bias. Yep. But if you look at the numbers, it's, yeah, it's I mean, popping I, in I'm, my I'm favor. I'm not as bullish. <laughs> I'm okay. really not as bullish. <laughs> Wait, what, what's this? Apple share price now? Um, let's have a quick look. It's not even on my short list, right? I just don't care about Apple stock. 160. There you go. 157, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Correct, 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 correct. Yeah, it shot up. From 154 yeah, went up to 157. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it hit well, 170 I mean, something. 200 isn't that far away from their all-time high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like 183, I think, a few months back. So mm. 200 isn't outlandish, right? No, no. It's not. I mean, I think I'm reasonable. But I, okay, so anyways, now we're speculating. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, coconuts out there that have invested in, in Apple. I think one other thing I want to bring up is that, you know, with all the uncertainty going on with the Fed, you know, and that's going to be our next, a little bit on our next topic, Anthony. Apple and big tech, right? Mm-hmm. about Microsoft as well. To a certain extent, is a flight to safety. Yep. Now, would you mm. see that as that? What is your thought there as we move towards this quite volatile period? I think this is kind of my fear moving forward in the short term. I would say that Apple and Microsoft and all these companies, right? They are so large. And I mean, we have talked a lot about like markets dying and everything's a sea of red. But, you know, Apple is what, 10, 15% down from all-time highs? Mm. It's not that much, to be no. honest. Um, Microsoft is, again, 15% down from all-time highs. It isn't, it's completely small compared to like Shopify, which is like 80%, right? Or, or Square yeah. or you know, Teladoc, which is or like amplitude. 80%, 90% now. <laughs> so, or, or Amplitude, exactly, right? So, you know, I think history so far has always been that these large cap companies are always the last to fall. So, you know, if you think about it in, in a war sense, right, all your high beta growth, they are your foot soldiers, right? In, in war, they die first. Then, you know, these mega cap tech are your generals where, you know, sentiment is a flight to safety. As things get progressively worse, people start piling into the big blue chips, which in the current scenario is tech. But, you know, when sentiment really, really turns and everybody is extremely bearish, then they sell out tech as well. They sell out big tech as well. Mm. So, you know, is a flight to safety? Yes. But does it mean that they will continue going up? Probably not. But are they less volatile than, let's say, Amplitude? Definitely. If you buy Amplitude now or you buy Apple now, you might outperform in the short term with Apple just because they are less volatile. So yeah, I think, you know, it's decent, I guess. Yeah. Or just okay, buy cool. the index. Just buy buy- <laughs> I, I knew I was going to say that because you just said that about cloud. Up, right? <laughs> You yes. just said that about cloud. Just buy an index. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? So uh, coconuts out there, I just want to point out again, this is not financial advice, but it's just some things to think about as we move towards this volatile area of interest rate hikes, et cetera, et cetera, yep. for the next few few months, yeah. Okay, so I think last but not least, we're going to take right. a crack at stagflation. Or actually, you know, the, the, the expected <laughs> hike of interest rates, which could lead to stagflation. All right, so let's let's kick things off, right? So I think for coconuts out there, what is stagflation? I'll just hopefully yes. give you a, a good scenario, a good good. What is stagflation? All right. <laughs> okay, so stagflation is inflation, right? So the economy is going through inflation. It's going through three mm-hmm. things: inflation, high inflation, slow economic growth, and high unemployment. In other words. Mm. People are unemployed, cannot afford things, but the price of goods are going up, right? 
mm. and continue to increase. So that's known as a stagflation. Now, these things can happen when interest rates rise quite hot, quite fast, and it's not really affecting inflation, for example. Right? And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about now. This week, the Fed is looking to meet. Is it tomorrow, Anthony, wasn't it? Yeah, Somewhere it's there. Wednesday US time, so, so Wednesday, US me, time. I think. There is the expectation that the Fed might raise interest rates 50 basis points and actually growing mm. sentiment that that is going to happen because of inflation you know, increasing and so on and so forth. Not really affected in the first hike. Yep. And a side topic, and I'll move back to the US, is that the RBA, which is the Reserve Bank of Australia, has increased its interest rates as of this morning, I believe, or yesterday. And I think it's this morning, mm. by 0.25%. This morning. Yeah, by 0.25%. Now, it's good to note that it is the first time they're raising interest rate in 10 years. 10 years, right? is insane. They're now current interest rate sitting at pretty at 0.35%, which tells you how low they were. Right, they were actually at point one, <laughs> and so they've increased quite a fair bit. And the market sentiment in Australia is going, "Wow, we did not expect this hike, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And people are you know, scavenging, like, "What will happen mm-hmm. to housing price? How, what will happen to my to my loans? What will happen to etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera. And that could be something that we will foresee in the U.S. if the same thing sort of happens, right? Anthony, take us away. What, what do we think about this? Yep. I mean, look, I think that the same thing has been happening in, in the US, right? Their mortgage rates went up to more than 5%. Mm. So people have been kind of, well, the banks there have been kind of anticipating interest, Fed interest rate hikes and just hiked their mortgage rates anyway in advance of that, right? So good news if you're a bank, you know, kind of bad news if you're a homeowner that, that overpaid for their house. Yeah, but I think that stagflation is, is always a con. Well, it's, it's not always a concern, but it's seen as kind of doomsday, right? Because it's, a scenario where you have high inflation, so so that's bad for the economy, mm. and you have a not good economy to begin with. It's not as if you know economic growth is high and inflation is high. Economic growth is low, right? Unemployment is low, and unemployment is high, and inflation is high. So so that's like a triple whammy for <laughs> for you know the, the general economic climate. Yeah, and and I think the last time this happened was in the nineteen seventies. That was a horrible decade for for equities in general. Right. And for bonds and, and essentially all asset classes were down. Yeah, that that's just why I think that there's that fear. You know, people will tell you, Oh yeah, you know, be cyclical, right? Go into commodities, run cyclical stocks, run, you know, value plays, run companies with high pricing power and all that so that they don't fall. So don't buy Netflix because people cancel their subscriptions. Yeah. Buy Apple because they are a cult and, you know, people can't live without Apple products. <coughs> hey, right? hey, hey. So but it's true. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> yeah. We know it's true. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, there, I think there's, there's a lot of ways to play this. But I would say that no matter how you play it, it's unlikely that anything will definitely be a winner. Mm-hmm. Right? It might just be that you fall less than the market or you rise less than the market. This is all US focused, right? Yeah. And we couldn't go to China. We could go to Hong Kong. Mm. Um, we could go to China, which, you know, last week came out and said, we are going to support our economy, right? And we are going to do some monetary policy. And they gave a relatively strong statement on it, which is why the, the markets rose like Friday, just before the long weekend. You know, so I think we have the good news about us is that we are based in Singapore. Yes, the US affects everyone, but we have alternatives. Right. Mm. We can look a bit more to our home market, look a bit more to our region to make plays and you know, to hopefully minimize the impact of the US drawdown. And I think that's, that's a good thing as well, right? Because we also have the technology to purchase these stocks. Yep. In the 70s, I don't think we can say that, right? Exactly. Right. So alternatives, all of that there. Of course, you know, as a side note, in our home turf, Singapore, 
what is it, PM Lee Kim to say that recession could be in two years or something like this. So I think it's, it's good to keep track, especially if you are looking to invest in equities. It doesn't always have to be US. It doesn't always have to be Singapore, right? It doesn't always have to be China either, right? There could be a few others that we could look at. Awesome. And stagflation could end, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Stagflation could like, I mean, no, nobody's saying this will be the state of play for the next 10 years. So, you know, you can buy your high growth tech. You can, you know, buy your fang or fag. I guess Manga. That there's no end now. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> within uh, manga, manga, yeah. Yes. Or mama, right? Um, manga. Something less, yes. less obscene. <laughs> um, but, and, and, you know, ride out stagflation. It's a matter of your time horizon. It, you don't have to win in, in all market scenarios, I think. But that makes it, we will have a stocky cow episode on stagflation quite soon hopefully mm-hmm. so yeah you, you can keep a look out for that in case people do want to try to win in this market scenario absolutely um, I think that's quite important I know I will have some learnings from it so <laughs> going through it for probably for the first time because I, I wasn't <laughs> born in the 70s yes uh, we are. I am looking forward to the stock geek out hopefully coconuts you are too and I think we're going to end it there again thanks Anthony for spending the time and right. salam and high ride to everyone celebrating all the Muslims out there and we'll see you next week Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.